Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm here with my good friend Megan D. Duncan now, and um, she got married earlier in the summer, so she's got her name changed, and she has a really long name above her above her head over there. Uh, over there. <laughs> um, so I just want to thank Megan. Megan's at Virginia Tech, and she has been on a couple times before, and we're going to have her again maybe in October, and then again in um, hopefully in December. So I'm excited to, she offered to do this a long time ago to turn the tables on me and ask me questions. So um, thanks for tuning in. And if you're new, we're going to go through a couple things that are just precast things. But over here is um, a link to the Design Recharge website, and you can actually get to it through the Facebook page as well. Uh, you can sign up for email, and then you never miss an episode. And that's uh, the best way to keep in touch. You get two emails a week. One is the questions that nobody gets except the people on the VIP email list. And then the other one is just the regular, hey, here's what you missed if you missed last week. And then here's what's coming up this week. So um, anyway, so Megan, tell, give us a little of your background and then we'll let you take over. So I'm an assistant professor of practice at Virginia Tech. The main thing I do here is I... I'm the faculty director of a student-run graphic design organization that takes on real-world clients. Uh, the connection for those of you that don't know through to Diane is that we both went through the VCU graduate program in visual communication design, so mutual acquaintances. Yeah. Um, I bounced around a lot before that. So. <laughs> all right, well... So, but today is all about Diane. <laughs> this was not... So, because I know that... This Megan, Megan had the idea to do a design recharge in reverse. This, this, and I told her I was like, I am more nervous today than I ever have been. So, anyway, I so, but I, we have several uh, mutual connections, and I know that in conversations I've had with several of them, we've been curious about well, how Diane got the idea to get this started. How much effort went into putting it all together, not just up front, but on a weekly basis. And I mean, even the sort of time commitment that you've put into this is just really incredible. And so I have a lot of questions that I was just curious about, and I think it would be interesting for regular viewers to sort of understand more about it as well. So uh, should we get started yes. then, Diane? Is, every, is sometimes I have an okay. issue with my volume being too loud. and my guest volume being too low. Can you guys give me a heads up over in the chat as how we're sounding? Because I can turn me down a little bit more and I can turn Megan up a little bit. Anybody? Meredith? Nikki? Alma? Okay. Yes, loud. Oh, my guest is loud today. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Okay, I'm trying to make it more <laughs> even. Can you tell us now? You talk, Megan, and see if it's better. Okay, here are some words to test this out. Here are some I words. I can keep talking. <laughs> here are some words to test this out. Is that? <laughs> Thank you, Meredith and Great. Alma. Okay. Okay, awesome. Okay, hit me up. So, first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about your background as a designer and what got you started with the Design Recharge Show? Sure. So, I went to Auburn. I'm from Atlanta originally, and um, nobody in my family knew what graphic design was. So, I went to college thinking I was going to major in business and art um, because my dad didn't want to have to pay for me for the rest of his life, I guess. 
And um, so I had to major in both, and I made two Ds in college. My sophomore year was really not a good semester. Um, the second semester or whatever, second quarter, we were on quarter systems then. And um, it was in economics and accounting. And I realized a couple things that you do need to go weekly to class. If it's a daily class, go daily. Um, I learned some important lessons there. But I also learned that economics and accounting and business was not for me. Um, now I wish I had stuck with it and I would have done some things with marketing or something like that. Because now I have my own business and so it would probably have been helpful. But I managed to squeak through and uh, have a successful business as well. So... Um, and then I went to Denver. Uh, I had a couple options and I packed up and moved to Denver and I lived there for five years and I ended up getting, doing a lot of work in publishing and I worked for a small startup magazine and who really broke all the rules and I was really glad to be a part of that. Like they were a magazine that only was driven and paid for completely by subscriptions, which is never happens. We had no advertising at all on purpose. And then we started doing it more traditional way. And so, um, and then after that, I, in around 2000, I decided to go to, my sister kept saying, um, you know, why don't you, why don't you always talk about going to be a professor? Why don't you go back to school? And so I did. I wanted to come back south. Um, I didn't want to have to relearn um, all that you have to do when you move to a new location. I wanted to, I had never lived in Richmond, um, hey Ann, but I wanted to, I wanted to live somewhere where culturally it wasn't going to be such a shock, I guess. I, I knew I was going to have to work a lot. And I went to VCU and it's a two-year program and um, I did that. And then I taught for a year adjunct and worked at Outback as a bartender um, while I was paying for school, so and working. And then I got a job at the University of South Alabama where I'm a professor, assistant professor, not, a, I mean, I'm sorry, associate. I don't even care about titles. So I'm associate professor <laughs> and um, Meredith down there was one of my students. And that's it. So I have and my so, own business and I, it's called Little Bird Communications and I don't know what else. So then what made you want to start the Design Recharge show? So Mobile is kind of small and I there's not an AIGA chapter here and whenever I would go to conferences I really was so energized and I would like that's where I got to meet you you know I met you at a conference I met Ann at a conference um, I would see people I did know from grad school or from other design professions um, and we would get together and it would be just this one you know three days of intense like awesomeness where we were talking about design or um, design practice or, or teaching or whatever. And it just wasn't enough. And I was only able to go to one or two a year. So I really wanted something that would recharge me um, that I didn't have to leave my office. I know that sounds so weird, but I'm, I'm really busy. So I have a thriving design company and I need time. So time driving, I live out in the boonies, which I'll show some pictures in a minute, but um, I love that. I love that I live in the boonies, but it's, you know, 30 minutes in and, and 30 minutes back. So I really needed something that was going to not take me away from the office. So I wanted to interview people and it was definitely feeds me. I hope that it feeds other people. I know that I've connected with, you know, like Nikki Hoffman, I didn't know, um, before Design Recharge. And she came to, I think, one of the first ones I did with Noah Scalin. 
And I think that's how you were here, Nikki. You'll have to tell me in the chat. But and then we've talked on the phone. We've done a private spreecast, and you know, there's a connection. So we're I've made real connections with either people who are following and are continually uh, come to the shows, and then also just with other guests. You know, I've met a lot of other artists and designers and illustrators, and that's been really really helpful. So that's why I wanted. Something well, to recharge me. Right. Well, and living in Blacksburg, Virginia, I have the similar concerns of, I think, any design educators that are in those smaller towns or cities. I mean, there's a great environment here. You know, we have the mountains and the sorts of things that you wouldn't necessarily want to trade even for the big city. But then you do miss those connections, both that sort of keeping up on what's current as well as just making sure you're not in your own academic bubble. Yeah. I know personally that's been a concern is you don't want to be that out-of-touch professor that just lives in the world of idealism all the time. So well, I think this show does a great job addressing a lot of concerns. I think that's yeah. what you and I have talked about a lot um, in the design practice one that you did. I just think pulling in real-world experience either in the classroom and just me as a professor continually just working as a designer. I never, I mean, whenever anybody asks, I always say I'm a designer first. And I know a lot of professors are like, no, I say I'm an educator first, but that's fine. It's just not me. I'm more of, I am passionate about design and I'm a designer and, yeah. and I'm a designer first, I guess. Right. A designer who likes teaching. Right. Uh, so how has the show affected your work as a designer and what have you learned on the show that you've used with your clients? So, you know, I started it uh, over a year ago, and Noah Scalen was one of my first people. He has a book, 365, and then he also has Unstuck. And I think maybe, Nikki, that's the first one you came to. And that one really, I guess, um, propelled me to keep going. It, he gave me a lot of good ideas about just consistency and committing to yourself to do something. He did made a skull a day for uh, 365 days for one whole year. I mean, and they were not just like a different skull drawing every day. It was, he, he yeah. had a piece of you know, newspaper his sister was holding and, uh, you know, he cut out eyes and a mouth and then he took a picture of it or, you know, and it's finding different things. And it was, I was really encouraged by that, that he was able to actually do a lot of consulting off of that. And companies would call him and say, hey, I really like what you did with your skull out when you made it out of roses or when you made it out of embroidery or whatever. I'd like for you to work for us. We like how you think. And I guess for me, it's really open. I see Spreecast and I think of all the things and the ways my clients could use it as well as the ways that other designers can use it or... Um, it's just a great medium. And so I really wanted to be a part of that. And I think just connecting with other designers. So I'm going to show some. I I did actually have a. Oh, there's two of those. Um, I'm trying to get. So here's in the boonies. Here's where I live. This is after I've mowed. Which I know it kind of looks yucky brown. But it's really green. Um so this is how Spreecast works. I put up an image and it ends up somewhere on your screen. You can actually <laughs> put your mouse, move your mouse off of the image and then pull it back over it. And then you, can, you can't remove it until I remove it. But that's how the, the images work. So there's that one. 
and I think I have another one that kind of is just shows I I really like I grew up in the city you know I'm in, in Atlanta and the suburbs so this is the colors and I love being in the summer we have a big garden and um, so that's something I really I enjoy doing so one thing so last year um, <laughs> I love to mow Megan um, but I'm on a tractor. I'm not, well, I'm, I guess, in the backyard. I'm push mowing. Okay. But um, I was going to show you something else I had done with, oh, well. Oh, so um, Nathan Yoder, uh, Zachary Smith, and uh, Biliana Kroll, she, they all do a lot of drawn type. And so I was like, okay, how can I incorporate this into my work and Nikki and Nikki down underneath Nikki Hoffman she does a lot of hand on stuff too so to me um, I just wanted to push that and so I started thinking of okay how how can I do this how can I add this to my um, <laughs> I'm happy to come in um, I wanted to incorporate some of these um, hand-drawn pieces into my regular um, every day. Um, Mike Rohde also does a lot of sketch noting. So this is one, this is a piece I did in Christmas at Christmas. And, you know, granted, I'm using pencils and then pens uh, that are water, water-based, Faber-Castell or whatever. So that's one piece. I also, from Mike Rohde and Alma Hoffman, um, she has uh, two ends, I think, in Hoffman. Um, this is just a piece you know, these are how I was influenced by some of the guests. So this is a, you know, some of my notes from church. And then obviously I'm more focused on the R than whatever we're talking about. Obviously we're talking about grace and I'm going off on the R. So maybe I need to pay more attention, but, but it's incorporating those things into, into my, into my life. And so I will do sketches um, from, I follow a lot of people on Instagram that do a lot of hand drawn type and stuff like that and so um so stuff like that like Mike Rohde has been a big one um Noah um and then the the guys who are at Sevenly now um and if you guys hopefully in December I'll have them on to show about Sevenly but those are just some of the little ways that it's helped and impacted me um I know that my students watch and they I think are impacted just because you know now um I know Joey Ellis when he was on, he's a great illustrator, and he really had um, a big impact on a, a few of my students, and I think that that stuff is, you know, if I can just bring people in, the more people we can show to new upcoming designers, I think the better they get, because they eat more visually. Yeah. Well, and it's very... Well, I think of it as brave that you put yourself so out there. I mean, it's this talking about what you're doing, and I follow you on Instagram, and you seem to have really this designerly life. I tend to use Instagram for dog photos, and I could tell when you were starting to get into hand-done type because you started doing these posts of sketches you were doing. And I like that you're not just putting that final perfect photo on there. You start doing the, hey, I've just gotten interested in this photo right so that's something I hope you keep doing because it's also you know you look on some of those Behance or something at the 
perfect hand done type and you think I'm never going to be able to do that and I never will have a 10 foot chalkboard to do hand lettering on anyway so what's the point but then you see someone drawing so I like that part of what you do uh, so are there longer term plans that you have for this show or for Little Bird Communications in relation to the show? Sure um, for me I definitely um, for the show it's I'm going to keep going I have a three-year commitment I told my aunt I was having dinner with some of my family members and my aunt was there and she's like oh well, who did you make that commitment to and I'm like myself and I guess you know uh, a lot of entrepreneurs you really have to have a self-starter kind of mentality and yeah. a lot of designers tend to be you know solopreneurs and they tend to Maybe you're doing, you're working a job, but then you're also doing freelance on the side and in hopes to maybe one day yeah. just do the freelance. And there's some benefits to working a job job. You know, you have, you don't have to worry so much about, um, you know, insurance and, you know, IRAs or things like that. You know, these are things that hopefully you get with your regular thing. And also just know, learning how to talk to clients and knowing printers and I always think it's really good for young designers to get a job at a design firm or a ad agency or wherever work somewhere first um, that makes sense so I, I I am going to do it for three years for sure and it probably will be more than that it just you know I, I want to make sure that people are using it and it's not just for me um, and I think it has. Yeah. It's grown a lot. Um, I started having that email list in December, and that's grown um, every week. It grows, so I'm thankful for that. And um, with Little Bird, I'm going to start doing something a little different. I, I always really have my heart is for small businesses, um, not completely like we're not so much startups, um, usually a lot of the businesses that I work with have been, they have, you know, five to 10 employees. Um, some have two to three, but it's not just them. And I've done some work for startups. I definitely have done some like that, but, right. but for me, the small business just, you know, they've, they've been at it, they're successful, but they want it, they're ready to grow. And one of my clients, um, that I've worked with for 10 years and I always say, you know, do some things for free because my one of my free things I did when I first got to South um, South Alabama was I created um, a brochure for the Alabama Clay Conference. And one of the people that was working on that brochure with me was uh, one of my today is now one of my clients, and um, he's in San Francisco. So it's to me, it's amazing that um and i think this is him calling me right now um <laughs> i think you know that's been it was just a, a free little brochure it was a one color but i chose it on a nice paper and then i've just gone from there so um that i would like to make some courses so that they can either one um learn how to use one of the courses is about making your own show on Spreecast. And I actually have some people doing some beta testing for me right now for my course so that it's clear. Um, I have some people in education, professors that are doing it, and then as well as um, some small businesses that are, you know, it's not necessarily exactly what their business is. But then I have some other tips because I think 
you know, we have some insight. And I did a project last um, spring. My I had a class who was, it's about 21 students and they're juniors. And they have, um, they didn't all know each other. They didn't go through every class together before. Some It was kind of hodgepodge and then they get accepted into the program and then they all go through, those 21 go through. And that group didn't know each other real well and they weren't really, you know, they they seen each other's work but they really weren't, you know, I don't know, invested in each other as much. They were really invested, you know, two or three, four of them would be invested but then they weren't as a group. So I did this thing and I'm going to start doing it with all my juniors for sure after they get into the program. And this is how I guess how some of the spreecast, my design recharge has influenced my teaching is, you know, we're all experts at something. And when you say that to a student, they're like, no, I'm a, not an expert at anything. And <laughs> I think, um, I'm, so the next thing I say is, well, can you tie your shoes? And they say, yeah, I can tie my shoes. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm like, well, then you're an expert. You're an expert at tying your shoes. You just have to have the right audience. And I think that's the case with lots of things. Um, my um, client in California is an expert at um, retirement living. And they do retirement communities and um, I don't know I have another retirement residence in Colorado that I do work for and so it's funny that I have these retirement people so uh, to me because that's not really like oh I just really like retirement residents you know it's not <laughs> you know but sometimes you just do something and like Amy um, Hood I interviewed her a few weeks ago and she talked about that they had a mop catalog you know that was one of their big new first clients was a mop catalog and I, I definitely think and she was like, it was the best damn mop catalog ever. <laughs> and I think it's just taking what you have. And I've worked with, you know, um, John Gray is the client. I worked with him at Chateau Cupertino for 10 years. And we've done all kinds of things. And we've really set trends in that industry. And some of it's, um, you know, we you need to analyze what the competition is. And all that stuff, stuff I'm doing in the real world, I bring into class. And I show, like... Um, I'll, they will send me, I'll ask the client to send me, hey, you know, who's your competitors, you know, get on their mailing list and then send me, or I do it sometimes, depends on what they want, but like, and um, well, I'll cover up the name. Anyway, so this is kind of the uh, funeral program. That's right, they do. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's just happy old people is what most of it was is. And, and honestly, that's what mostly we were doing before 10 years ago as well. So as you, you know, open up, there's a, you know, just pieces of paper and there's a, they have it taped in this card, you know, to call them like with tape, which I think is kind of cheesy. And then they have a tipped in business card or whatever that you can, you know, pull out. And a lot of them were like that. And a lot of them were happy old people. And we had done happy old people. We had been doing happy old people for a while. And I really felt like we needed to do something different. And I really love old photos. And my grandmother is 87. And I think she'll be 88 next year. She was born in 1925. So I'm not really good with math. Oh, crap. There goes Megan. Um, anyway, she um, when I go and see her, we talk and she tells me all these stories about when she was a kid you're back and um we talk about all kinds of things and we go through photos and i was like you know i really had this that that is what her life is like you know and she wants to talk about that and she wants to just sit 
She doesn't want to turn the TV on. She doesn't want to do anything like that. She really just wants to share her memories. So I was like, well, why don't we create something like that for Chateau Cupertino? So this is a piece that I've done recently. Um, and it's a lot. It kind of has old. I actually, I brought this in and I showed my class the the dummy beforehand. And um, they were like the paper. You need new paper. You need consistent paper throughout the whole thing, Diane. I was like, okay, well, it's good. You know, yeah. if I hadn't shown them, they wouldn't have um, told me that. And it is. Even as a professor, for me to show an illustration is like painful for me to show because I'm not as confident about my illustrations. Yeah, but you my design, I was... Sorry, yeah. could you hold it up? So... Oh. There it is. Am I going too fast? So I wanted to have some pieces of ephemera. Oops. Can you see that? There. Pieces of ephemera that, so this is like a milk jug. She used to have these little things on it. And um, and then it has an inside. So there's, nice. there's you know, a but like postcards from San Francisco area. This is like a metal, uh, war metal. Um, this is actually my husband's uncle John <laughs> in the car, you know. And you know, I got some images. People from the um, place supplied me some images. And so then, you know, it's just the letter they get. Um, this actually probably shouldn't say this on, but I changed, I photoshopped it so it said Cupertino, California, instead of I think it said <laughs> somewhere in Alabama. So I changed that. So a lot of, if you, you know, these old photos have a lot of that deckled edge around them. And then I did lots of clipping paths, right, so that everything is perfect. Um, I, my first job, that's what I ended up doing. So to show you how good I am at clipping paths, check out the stamp. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot. And that's yeah. really sucky. A lot of time goes in. <laughs> but... Um, but you know, I, I'm making sure that I'm taking care of every part. So this whole, this thing has a whole thing that you can't even see, but it's all the way down. And for me, it was really, um, a really good piece. It was a lot of work, definitely. And each, there's pieces that are being printed now that come inside the pocket. And then there's an invitation and the invitation I actually, um, I, this is the first one I had shown him. This is he told me all the text to put on, and I it was a little much, um, and I this is all hand drawn, so just it cleaned up a little in Photoshop, and then it went from there. They said that was too much, and so they wanted something a little less. So, but I added the color in Photoshop, and they kind of wanted an orange and blue, which of course Meredith knows I love that because that's Auburn colors, and I <laughs> guess Virginia Tech colors too. Um, so. You know, and then it went from there, and it didn't get past the wife approval. Um, uh, so it got, the only thing that was hand-drawn were the banners, which is fine. I was happy. At least the logo was there. And, you know, sometimes it's just that my client allows me. There's a lot of trust there because we've worked together for so many years, and he's had so much success with me over and over that having... Um, him saying to me, you know, we don't, it looks like doodles. We, we don't want your hand-drawn type. I'm like, okay. No. Um, it's not for everybody. But it's okay. It's, it's not for everybody. I got to do all my type in my Christmas card this past year. Oh, yeah. So, I was okay. 
I can do that. Anyway. So, well, sort of going back a little bit, one thing that, and this is in a lot of different ways, you really seem to have great time management. So you said you made a promise to yourself to keep with this for three years, and I don't know if it helps you to make it public to say three years out loud with witnesses rather than a little mental note that you can easily write off, but I know I probably break promises to myself more than anyone else just because you know, who am I to impress, but I think that's great that you've done that, but also you're teaching, you're doing this show on a weekly basis, you have freelance clients as well as unpaid clients, so do you have any time management tips or advice for the rest of us? Um, you know, I was thinking today I probably needed to have better time management. <laughs> um, you hide it I well. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, I get up early. I don't have any kids. I just have um, my husband and my dog and I... Um, Chickens. My, I, here's, here's one of my chickens. She's actually no longer with us. She passed away last year. And I mean, I cried. I buried her. She was my favorite. Um, but there's a really close-up one. But I have seven left. Um, then I have my so you have dog. Lots of children. Yes, Buddy. This is Buddy. Aww. He was in our wedding. He um, he looks really happy and kind of thin there. Even I, it's a good angle to shoot him from, I guess. But he's <laughs> not so thin. Um, and then Nubbin is the recent, most recent, and I'm trying to find her. Um, she doesn't have a tail. She was born without Aww. a tail, so she just has a nub. Oh, so, that's adorable. Therefore, <laughs> Nubbin, she's really soft, and she doesn't know she's a cat, so she thinks <laughs> she's a dog. And the first time Buddy and her met, she snuck inside, and um, he picked her up and shook her. Like, I mean, he's a killer. He's Good. killed possums and rabbits, and, I mean, he's 20 two pounds and he's a killer and he tried to kill her too but she did not and so the next time we went outside she just rolled over for him like oh hi we were playing last time I mean she didn't like scratch him nothing so she now they do fine and they're both inside she's inside outside but anyway um but so I have more time maybe than people who have kids um my husband's very giving on time with me and he knows that this is what I'm passionate about. And so he, I get up early and I, sometimes if I need to, as you know, when you have a client work and you have it due, you stay up till four in the morning or you stay up till, you know, whenever. And I just use my time really well. You know, I've been, I don't know. I drive my tractor for fun, I guess. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, well, whatever <laughs> you're doing seems to be working, so keep at it. But, so also, since we already established I stalk you on the Internet, uh, on your Instagram I've noticed a lot of fig photos lately, and it doesn't seem to just be a hobby. It seems like, again, you're living that sort of designed life where these different aspects of your life seem to be overlapping with one another. And I was wondering how things like figs or maybe chickens can come and be a part of your design process and what's making you the person that you are. So I figs. grew up, my 
grandparents were, they always had a garden. And so here's a picture of one of the figs that's on the tree. And you can see it's dripping. I mean, it's so much sugar, it's dripping off. Um, so I do not like cooked fruit. I don't like apple pie. I don't like any cooked fruit. I love fruit raw, I guess. But I don't really like figs. But I'm really, um, I guess I have the depression mentality in my head. So I don't want to waste anything. So my family loves fig preserves. And so it's just figs and sugar. That's it. No um, whatever the stuff you put in to make it jelly or whatever. I don't do any of that. So this is, I made a, have a brand. So Smibs is, my last name is Gibbs, obviously. And my husband's <laughs> last name is Smith. So Smith plus Gibbs equals Smibs. And that's the, that's how we got it. So this is, you know, the bottom, you can't read it, but it says figs and sugar. And that's it. That's, it's, it's the ingredients. Um, I do a farm, I did last year, I did a farmer's market this year. I didn't have time. And our garden didn't I can't do imagine good this how year. You didn't so. have time. <laughs> well, it was a blessing that our garden was full of grass this year. I mean, we did not have one zucchini, one anything. But oh. I would make zucchini bread probably when the zucchini were coming. Um, I would probably make zucchini bread four days a week. And zucchini bread, I'm stirring. It's a lot. But I can put it in the oven and then it cooks and I can go do something else. Well, with figs, it's an hour and a half of stirring. And so I use this as my... Um, what I give to clients at the end of the year. Oh, that's great. So I, I food process it, and then so that's a fig. And this is just the other night. Um, and then I make it into this mush. I mean, I guess because it's easier to spread. And then I um, stir it for an hour and a half. So I obviously love my clients. And then so wow. this is I made. I have some to make today. So it's every day I make jam wow. when figs start coming. So this is blueberry fig, and it's a little bit darker, and it has a cottage law industry label because when I did the farmer's market, I had to have those. But then I also, you know, we're southern, so we have okra, and we like okra. Oh, nice. So I this like is pickled, pickled, pickled okra, and it has garlic and then hot peppers, and I grow the hot peppers, and I grow the okra. And the blueberries are, yes, the other, not in here, no blueberries in here, <laughs> but this is pickled okra. Um, I they're uh, my um, husband's aunt and uncle, I guess my aunt and uncle now, um, they live uh, a house away. And so they have a bunch of blueberry bushes and we planted blueberry bushes. And so I picked blueberries and then I put them in. And so I make blueberry big preserves. So oh, wow. that's what my clients will be getting. And I do no sugar because I have a friend who's a great artist, Casey Downing, and he is a diabetic. And I know there are other people who you know, or either on diets or whatever. So I made a whole batch on Monday with that was Splenda and um, figs. Nice. I don't know if that's interesting yeah. to anybody else. No, it but. is. I, I think there's something really great about being able to have designed every aspect of something. I mean, if you're doing a poster, of course, you've done everything from start to finish, minus maybe making the paper and ink yourself. But Something right. like that where you have this tangible object where I grew those zucchinis and I baked that bread and I designed that label. I mean, as far as just a sense of satisfaction, I would imagine it's quite nice. Well, and I've, I've done, you know, I came up with my labels, but so I'll bring in a jar that has no label and I will bring um, 
jam, I give it to printers and stuff like that. And um, but I've also done it for my students. I said, okay, here's a project. You have to, you know, taste the. I'll bring in bagels, and then they put them on the bagel, and I bring in all the different kinds. I have hot pepper jelly I make too, and um, then Best I day in class they, ever. Yeah, we know. I was like, I'm never gonna do this again because those <laughs> students, I don't think, really. Um, some of them didn't even try it, and I was like, really, you would do that to a client? You cannot do that. You Virginia just suck Tech it up and try it. Really eat their food. <laughs> so if you bring in cookies, it will be gone. So if you need to get rid of any bagels or preserves, I'm sure we can take care of it for you. I'll so. I'll keep that in mind for sure. Okay. But so. It's, that's another way that I pulled something in. Right. <laughs> you did miss that. That was, I did it uh, two years ago, Meredith, um, for typography class. Because I thought they could make a cool label. These guys will be seniors this year, so. Yeah. Um, but I do I really like that, bringing all the aspects of your life into making who you are as a designer. And you were talking about the expert aspect, and you can be an expert on figs as much as typography. and. Uh, well, so, yeah. Oh, Mary, you know, Marius Valdez, he was on, um, okay. and he, uh, I think Nikki, you liked him too. I'm not sure. I keep picking on Nikki, but um, he was in Howe, and he also went to VCU, and we actually got to sit down and have lunch with him, um, me and Megan and a few other people. He, when he was in grad school, he was an illustrator before, and then in grad school, they really push you a lot to do something you haven't done, and so they started he started making these little figurines, which I wish when are over there. But from that, I've also done, you know, I sew when I have time, which is not very much. <laughs> but I make little creatures like this. This is Tom, oh, and he fun. was just sold on Etsy. So he has arm ears, and he was from the <laughs> uh, planet of Farzor, and he all he was outcast out of his planet because. Um, he had stripes, and everybody in his planet had spots. And so <laughs> I wrote a little card to the lady who bought him, and it said he was so excited to go to his forever home. You know, because, like, when you adopt a dog, they call it your forever home. That's so I was cute. like, oh, Tom's going to be having a forever home. And um, anyway, I, you know, and he talks about why he was outcast. And so he's like a little pillow, you know. He was like this, his body part was this big. So Marius, I guess influenced me making some pieces that are illustrations that are more not necessarily just physical um, drawings, but actually a physical thing you can hold. I love that thing. Whatever it is, I love it. Tom, <laughs> like, it's it brought out. Yeah, I saw that. I was, is it Thom? <laughs> not Tom? No, <laughs> not yeah. Well, it's like a special. You know how some people spell Jeff, G-E-O-F-F? -F? That's just yeah. another way to spell Tom. <laughs> yeah. Mike, so. you do. You have to make time. But yeah. I think using different materials helps me in my creative process, like, step out from what I normally do. I think when I, when I have – I never tell a client I can't. I just figure out how to do it. And I think that's a lot of designers. That's what we do. We're problem solvers. And the older I get, the more I realize I don't know, but I haven't ever known anything before, and it's always gotten done. So it's one of those things that, you know, I think holds younger designers back. It's like, yeah. well, I don't know how to do that. And it's right. really just about, well, can you figure out how to do it? Right. You know? 
I think that's great. I was so. actually until you showed me Tom, I was going to ask you what you did when you ran into Creative Block, but I don't even know if that's an issue for you if you're making awesome. creatures that have ears that are arms. <laughs> well, I think for me, design recharge helps a lot on that. Like when I'm stuck, I just try to do something that somebody I just learned something from, you know, told me. Like last week, David Breyer had a um, a card. And it was the it was for a hamburger joint called the Choo Choo. It was like an old um, uh, train station kind of theme. So it was a you open up the card and it was the train and the whistle. But instead of C H O O, it said C H E W C H E W. And I thought, oh, that's so clever, you know. And I think really what helps me most with being in a creative funk is to either try what I'm learning on the show. Um, and I hope that helps. I think, I know Nikki oh, yeah. really puts into place. She's been drawing a lot and um, she draws a lot of letters. So if you follow her on Facebook, you'll see lots of great images and Instagram. Nikki, you should put up your Instagram stuff. Um, and Alma, David is, he had so much information. And I think just that constant influx. It's like I don't always have time to read or look through how or um, communication arts or anything like that. But I make time to do this every week. And That's I make wonderful. time to try to learn something. That's great. Yeah, make it a priority. Uh, so getting back to sort of the real functionality as a designer and an educator, uh, how does the Design Recharge Show help you with your clients and analyzing client competitions and sort of some of the daily challenges, not just the creativity side, but other challenges clients or students might face? Well, you know, I've also brought people on that were lawyers, or uh, Mitch Jackson has helped me out and done a few design recharges with me. Um, there's just, there's, I really do feel like everybody has something to share, and everybody is an expert at something. And I don't do everything that John O'Neill does, who's down there. I don't right. do everything that John does. I don't do everything you do, Megan. I, you know, Anne is like the guru for packaging. So there's all these things that I um, can pull and I can use in my teaching for sure. Everything that I'm learning, I, you know, I, I try to take notes. You should, I have a book and I have my questions, and then I usually fill up the edges. And I probably need to design my page better so that I can just have, you know pages a part of my page for notes because well, to me, I'm gonna tell you how doodling is important <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um but I think I, I definitely think just using for me comparing clients like that was what I was talking about with um Chateau Cupertino I would right. I I do the work I go and I either get competitors and I see and I do google searches you know there's a lot of stuff that as we learn about design if you're really open to learning and not just being a factory you know cookie cutter designer then you learn a lot you learn a lot about SEO you learn a lot about how businesses what helps them to succeed and what doesn't and then a lot of my you know conversations with other businesses either businesses that I help or friends who have businesses that ends up being I just have a really entrepreneurial spirit and so I always want to help people um, I can't help everybody, but I know that that's part of what this is, is I'm sharing my information so that 
you guys can use that and get more clients and because I can't take all your I can't do everything for everybody so might as well have a lot of people being happy it seems like you're a very curious person and I mean that in a good way I think design and play really kind of go well together especially if you're not trying to be that cookie cutter designer but would you say that sort of childlike in a good way curiosity of the world is something that yeah. comes naturally to you or is it something you're just pushing yourself towards? No, I think that I'm, um, I've always been really curious. My husband, um, I don't know if anybody else felt like this or not, but I tend to ask a lot of questions and I guess I wasn't sharing enough and he's like, it's <laughs> like you're interrogating people, Diane. <laughs> so I try um, to, I'm just really interested. I'm, I have been, um, told that I acted like I was fake and I'm like no this is really how I am <laughs> you know and um not I mean it was usually from people that they didn't know me and then they they thought I was fake and then they got to know me and they realized that was really how I was um I never thought I you tend were fake, to say but I was impressed by your <laughs> initial level of energy because my level of energy okay. is never that high <laughs> so but. I, I I'm definitely have and I'm an extrovert, but I definitely get, I mean, it is tiring to be oh, around yeah. students all day. And then, you know, I need that time to regenerate. And it does, like, it energizes me to be around other people. And yeah. so I have a lot of energy. Um, my, I should probably go to the gym more <laughs> and get some of that energy out. But oh, uh, I have a trampoline, so I do jump That's on my true. trampoline. When I was 30, I got to um, teach an extra class for $100. And at that time, a trampoline was $125 at Academy Sports <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. The local, oh, you wow. know, sporting goods store. So I was like, oh, John, I'm going to buy me a trampoline <laughs> with that money. And I did. So I have a trampoline. I, do you think that's kind of an interesting, you just, you touched on how when you're around students all day, I know, you know, firsthand how you can really feel drained. And I think part of it, I, from my experience, is that you have to be on when you're with students. Even if you're tired or had a bad day, if you're off, it's like you're wasting 20 people's time during class or something like that. So whether you feel like it or not, you have to be doing that. But it's interesting to think about that other side of it as well of being around other designers and getting I guess that's why it's called design recharge because it is that feeling of going to a conference and coming home and thinking there's a thousand things I want to do now I just have to make time to do all of them but uh, well, like the first time I interviewed you you shared your issue and you may could type it in the chat if you have a link you could share. Oh, but I like, was like, what issue? Are you sharing this publicly? No, no. <laughs> I-S-S-U-U, -S -S -U, I think. Um, so Megan actually has all her sketchbooks online, and it is awesome. Like, to me, they're, that's one of the we're going to do, um, hopefully do talk, talk about Megan's process and her sketchbooks and stuff like that. Because to me, like, Mina Khalili from um, Virginia State and – her sketchbooks and your sketchbooks are so um, oh, yeah. they, well they're so they're so different but they're both to me so in like inspiring they invigorate me because of what you're like the stuff you did with your leaves um, the stuff she does with just she's like I'm trying to sketch
Oh no, did I lose you or am I the one who's gone? I feel like there should be intermission music. So is there anything I can do to entertain you while we hopefully get Diane back shortly? I don't know how to pop up. Am photos. I back? Oh, she's back. <laughs> You're back. Okay. Sorry, it was just a spinning wheel. I got it too, so. Um, they were going to see pictures but, of my dog soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dexter. So I grew up a Georgia fan, and she has a bulldog, and so I also grew up with a bulldog, so I really like her dog photos. You should put up your Instagram so they can follow you and your dog photos. I don't know how to do that, but <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll like, search for her on yes, Instagram. I am on Instagram. I'm friends with Diane. Or I don't know how you call Instagram. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just following. Yeah. Um, but it is. It can be very draining, and it does feel like um, she is doing an awesome job, isn't she, Alma? Um, so I think it's it can be very draining, but it's just like that with a client. Sometimes it can be if you have a really long client meeting, you're definitely on. Right. You know, I just, I definitely try to incorporate real, real life stuff in my classes. Yeah. And I try to talk to my students. I try to take time and listen. And I definitely stay late sometimes. Yeah. And I come in early. And I, I definitely want them to know that I'm there for them. I don't want them to feel, you yeah. know, pushed to the side and something is more important. So they're definitely really, um, I give a lot of time. They're small classes. I don't know how big your classes are, Megan. Uh, slightly bigger than we'd like, but it, usually about 20 students. The student design center is a lot smaller. It's about 10, so it's a more intimate group. But. So we have like from 15 to 22 in yeah, a class, we'll and it's stuff. hard to get around. Yeah, right. it's, hard, it's hard to get around to everybody in two hours or to right. everybody in four hours or whatever. So... Um, I do the best I can, but I have office hours and I, you know, I really put my students first. I know that I tend to um, get frustrated, I guess, because I'll send out, I'll do a YouTube video to explain how to scan or something. And somebody will be like, oh, can you show me how to scan? Because they missed that day or something. And I was like, well, did you watch the video? Yeah. And I know my face is like, Really? You want me to show you again? I'm not just here for you. You know, I right. always feel like yeah. you get the emails that say, oh, I missed class. Did we do anything? And right. I always want to respond, oh, no, I saw you weren't there. So we just had a pizza party and just watched some Netflix movies because we didn't want you to miss anything. That's you know, it's like, yeah, we covered stuff. Call somebody else. I'm not redoing the lecture. Yeah. Um, well, with, with the understanding so that the students need to give you general levels of respect and they need to understand that there's 60 other students that you deal with. But I think it sounds like part of the what can be wonderful and simultaneously draining is if you really care about your students, which it sounds like you genuinely care about each of them as individuals, it takes a lot of effort. And if someone comes to you and it's not office hours and they need something, like you want them to be a better designer and you want them to find a job after graduation. And so it's, it's not draining in like a emotionally sad sort of way. It's just putting that much effort in Right. Matter. But a question I forgot, I guess, about you is are you tenured right now or are you in a tenure track position or I'm tenured. Okay. I got tenure um I guess 
in 09. Oh, well. So, a okay. while ago. I'm behind the times, but I like, guess a question kind no, of... No, see, it just doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right. So, okay, I wasn't... I, um... <laughs> I mean, it matters. I guess I would have lost my job had I not gotten <laughs> it. But um, uh, Well, leading up to that sort of a how does this show or other things that you're doing help set you apart as a designer, as an educator? Because as someone that eventually would like to have tenure, there's all those things that you need to be able to set yourself apart because it's not just the teaching aspect. It's about how you're impacting the design community. And I think things like the Design Recharge Show are meant to not only impact the community, but bring communities together. But I was wondering what sort of things you do or did to really set yourself apart. Um, I, you know, every school is different. So um, you have to either publish a book. It's not always a guarantee. I didn't publish a book. Um, you have to write articles, you have to do, you know, and I'm not, a, I didn't write articles, but I just had a lot of client work. I would have 130 different pieces that I would do, different client work that I would do within yeah. a year. So I was, you, you know, some of my a, colleagues were doing. Did I catch doing, that right? 130 pieces a year? Yeah. Okay. So I have like four pages in the annual report. Wow. Um, and so, some people yeah. are doing like 10 or, or 30. And 30 is a lot, but I just tend to, I don't know, I tend to go and get really That's wonderful. plop it up. So I, um, I have some really good um, long-term clients. I've worked for one of my clients for five years. We do a magazine. I do a hunting and fishing magazine every uh, eight times a year. So... Um, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe the secret is in the figs um, that I don't eat, but I just make them. <laughs> um, there's, I just think I don't stop. Like my grandmother is, I would love to be like her and she never stops. She still lives alone. She still, you know, takes care of five acres and oh, wow. she gets out on her mower and she picks on pine cones. And we're talking little bitty sticks this big. She's like, pick up that stick, Diane. I'm like, really? The mower will go over that. She's like, I don't want that in my yard. So I'm not OCD clean like she is, but um, but I think, you know, I have that kind of work ethic. My That's dad, right. um, yeah. yeah. So my dad grew up, until he was age five, had no electricity, no running water. And, you know, my dad uh, took seven years, I think, to go through undergrad at the University of Georgia because yeah. he played too much, I think. And um, he and my mom was one of 11. You know, they were always working. You know, it was not, um, you know, my mom had sisters who were already married by the time she was born. She was number 10 of 11. So it, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's always been a lot of people around, you know. Right. We have a pretty big family and I think there's like 45 first cousins and I'm the yeah. youngest of the first cousins. So um, family is really important. <laughs> it's a lot of people. I was like, but, am I um, hearing numbers correctly? Because these all sound like really big numbers. 45 cousins and 130 like, freelance jobs. It doesn't sound accurate. <laughs> well, they're not all different freelance, okay. freelance clients. So it's like one client and I'll do multiple things for them. I understand. Different ads or it's different. It's still a lot. <laughs> so it's maybe not as. 
Um, maybe it's not fun. as impressive as Jeremy. I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad you could come, Jeremy, and thank you for being impressed, Megan. So honestly, I think, and I just did a, a lot of awards. I would win. Um, I would submit competitions, and I would try to win awards and um, to do things like that. So this is one of the pieces that I've. I won a lot of awards from last year. No need. It got in international competitions. It's actually, I asked all my seniors, there's a show at the end that they have to do their, you know, their thesis project or whatever, and they all put it up. And I asked them, I said, what advice would you give um, students, you know, upcoming people who are in graphic design or just even in college? And so it all has to do with design, most of it, except the coffee can be a lifesaver thing. But um, you know, never stop learning. Um, white space is your friend. It's okay uh, to break the rules. You know, the best designs come from the craziest ideas. I love the communicate, don't decorate. <laughs> you know, it's all things that they. And I had in class. There is a a group in Mobile, and it's called um, the Kids Exchange. So I'm going to type that as uh, kids. So that you guys can see this. I think this is. And I noticed on that poster there was a little bird. Does that little bird sneak its way into a lot of your designs? It does, but that's actually just a um a it's a tight font from bird. veneer. It's not my it's not my little bird. I actually okay. drew my little bird when I was helping out kids in um in um uh nursery school when I was like work in the nursery at church, which I don't do anymore because I don't like change diapers. <laughs> um, and those, yeah, I'm like, whoa! Somebody came in with cloth diapers one time. I was like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and thankfully, the kid like could talk, and she told me, and I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, um, Kids Exchange, it's a, a local like a nonprofit here in Mobile. Now, think about kerning. Kerning is really important, and here is why: because if the kerning is wrong, you have <laughs> kids sex change yeah and so that was one of the things I use in my in my class um, as you know I put that up on the board and then I do my kerning incorrectly or whatever and it ends up looking like kids sex change but it's really kids ex kids exchange so I always thought those were kind of funny yeah I, those are were real client things that's great yeah I had something on flickering lights that I'll show you later uh, the, I guess another question I might have for you, since it sounds like you are really busy and trying to do a lot of things, but you must take time for yourself and time to let loose. What sorts of things do you do to relax after a full week? You're, um, you and Anne will think this is awful, but I, so I have a tractor. I have four, acre, four acres, and oh, it's I say, John, I, I want to mow. <laughs> Um, I listen to podcasts. I, I oh, really um, I really like to learn. I know, and my family always says, oh, you're just going to get sick, Diane. You just, you need to stop. I, it doesn't, it makes me feel bad. I feel really anxious if I am just sitting. So I watch a lot of movies. Um, yeah. I don't go to the movies as much as I'd like to. But at night, you know, John has a rule. He's like, okay, we're cutting it off, you know. So very, very rarely I have to. Um, uh, you know, I have to say I have to work, you know, or whatever. But most of the time I get to 
I get to rest at night and we, you know, we watch TV or we do stuff. I love to play games. So games are really fun. So when my family comes um, or when I go there, we always play games. John's not much into games. Um, but that's like, I play um, solitaire. It's not solitaire. It's called spider on my phone. I know it sounds dorky, but like I do that and I, I read a lot and I listen and I do work for, um, a local homeless shelter. I work with them, and so stuff like that is really it gives back. That's nice to me. Yeah. Well, and as you said, if you ever want to come to our neighborhoods and cut our grass, I'm sure we won't complain about it. So. I don't know if I can um, use my tractor. See, the thing is, it's like <laughs> just... I, so I never like to cut grass the same way. So when I was a kid, <laughs> I picture like I this is why I like. <laughs> yes. So I will do that. So. I um I'll cut in crazy ways and John's oh, always great. like it would be faster if you did it a different you know <laughs> and I don't really crazy swiggles but I do do diagonals I yeah. you know they say when you cut your grass the same direction it doesn't um, yeah. grow as well so I always try to to um, do and I love football like I'm a big football fan so um, I love sports movies um not really basketball person which my sister went to duke and she would probably kill me for saying that i'm not a big basketball person but i really don't i don't like basketball but if it's a movie i'll watch it if it's it has okay. to do with sports so nick still married me even though i don't care for sports so i think she'll get past it if you <laughs> yeah don't like basketball well i mean yeah. my um my mom so I grew up a Georgia fan. I mean, literally went to the Georgia games from age five to 18 every weekend. Wow. Um, we didn't travel, but it was every home game. And then the um, when I moved into Auburn, Auburn is a SEC rival, and I was the only of all the cousins, only one of those 45 yeah. to go to inside an SEC school that wasn't um, Georgia. So wow. it Like my sister went to Duke. That was okay because it wasn't an SEC rival. I mean, my parents still would not put an Auburn sticker on their car. Um, I, you know, it, they would put Duke and Georgia, but no, you know, we're not <laughs> doing that. So anyway, um, we move, we're moving in, and my mom looked at me, and she's like, there's still a place for you at Georgia, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I'm moving in. I think I'm going to stick it out here. <laughs> oh, I know another thing I do. I make linoleum blocks, and <laughs> I create... I created a bunch, and this will be really fast. So I bunch of sketchbooks oh, with my cool. little linoleum box. So I think you're and then the I made these rope behinds. Yeah, I'm that's trying. So this is one. It's a robot, and it works either way. Oh, that's wonderful. And that was that was one I did at church. Um, and this is what I did my Christmas card last year, and so it ended yeah. up after printing or whatever. I'm the proud recipient of one of those. So the um, where is the maybe I was trying to find the uh, the real ones I had them oh here they are sorry if I hit the mic so here's one oh, and that's I just terrible. use different pattern pattern paper and then this oh, is funny. a sevenly sticker so from um if you guys don't know what sevenly oh. is you should check it out and then here's see it's upside down but I just made the him have different feet. They still kind of, the arms I draw in and That's the, great. those, 
those feet, the <laughs> antlers or whatever antennae drawn. So, those I like are fun the things I do. Of you. Uh, I appreciate the weird in people. It always makes me like them a little bit more if I know they're not too normal. <laughs> oh, definitely. That's too weird. <laughs> definitely not not so normal. So, when I was a kid, I um, whenever I was in trouble, this is a crazy, not related to anything, <laughs> but um, I when I would, I knew that nobody would take me off the toilet to go spank me. So I would just sit on the toilet if I was in trouble. So I'd come out, and my hiney would be red as this. I'd have a big old ring just because I was I didn't want to get in trouble. So I, I think that there's always that I think that's just the smart. craziness. <laughs> I know, see? I was a problem you solver. The system. Way back then. That's right. Well, Megan, thanks so much for doing this today. No, and I hope thank maybe you it's for helped. doing this today. So. <laughs> well, oh, uh, Jeremy, it's the second way you spelled sevenly. So S seven and then L Y. So that's where um, Zachary Smith and Nathan Yoder both work there, and they have T-shirts. And you, they actually give seven dollars. Everything you buy, you can buy a T-shirt. It's only for a week, so they're a lot of hand-drawn type and stuff like that. So check them out, and they give seven dollars out of everything you um, do, everything you buy, to the organization, and everything is for a nonprofit. Sevenly is not nonprofit, but the organizations that they make the t-shirts for or the whatever's for. And they have these stickers. And so on my phone it says, Change in Lives Like a Boss, Sevenly. Can you see that? Sevenly.org? Yeah. Anyway, check them out. Anyway, thanks so much, you guys. And Megan, thank you for doing this. And I hope it was helpful. And it's much better to have just two people instead of just me talking because then I just get anxious and well this would have been a very weird episode if you asked all the questions to yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's what my husband said he goes you're doing it for you're doing you know what are you doing or whatever so (laughs) Mike I'm glad you could come um so Alma I measure success as a designer is um one is your client successful that's um you are you are you meeting the needs of the client and for me, um, is it fun? Is it fun to keep doing it over and over? Um, and I do something different, I guess. How do you measure that, Megan? Oh, that's a tricky one. Good question. I do think that there's something about that satisfaction, and it's not always black and white, but sometimes something feels finished. I do think, you know, happy client never hurt anybody, but uh you can really start to judge based on yourself if it feels better than the last thing you did or if you keep looking forward in your designs and that you need to keep doing better and that this design didn't seem like something you might have done 20 years ago. So, Although it, in my case, I guess 20 years ago, I wasn't quite designing yet. <laughs> but, so, nor were you probably. I almost was, I guess. You were no, a business I, um, manager. I, no. yeah, I was double. I was a double. Okay. So. Um, hi, May. Hi, May. I'm glad um, you you're uh, you were able to come. So um, glad to to have you. And I'm excited to email me. So I'm gonna pop up a couple things real quick. Um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can um, check out my site at Littlebird Communications. You can always send me an email at Diane at designrecharge.org. You can follow me on um, inst- or Twitter at, at Diane Gibbs AU or 
Diane or Design Recharge, sorry. And then um, this is my Facebook page for Little Bird. And I also have a email newsletter for that. It's different. I don't do the same things. It's more for small businesses and ways to. So if you're interested in doing stuff um, or learning about stuff like that, feel free, please sign up for that newsletter. Um, and then if you never want to miss an episode for Design Recharge um, and be become a VIP member, so then any courses, anything I offer, it'll be um, through that. And I just bought a new URL, it'll, and a bunch of different courses are going to be on there. Um, all kinds of different things, some for small businesses, some for designers. Um, I'll cross-promote on Design Recharge, but it's it's going to be getrecharge.com. So. Okay. Anyway, thanks for um, looking, and I hope it wasn't boring, and I sure do appreciate you guys coming. So this is, I was so excited to be a part of Spreecast. <laughs> I asked them to send me a t-shirt, and um, oh, last summer they did, and so I was really excited about my t-shirt. So I thought I would end with my Spreecast. I'm a big Spreecast, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm a Spreecast follower, and I, I know, Mike, you do some stuff with Spreecast too, so I really like the platform is and I'm happy to give you another two more years at least so anyway thanks Megan again so much and I will see you guys next week next week we have Jude Landry he is a designer at Mississippi he's a professor as well at Mississippi State I don't know him so this is somebody I didn't know but he's done awesome stuff a lot of hand-drawn stuff a lot of um, screen print kind of looking stuff so I can't wait I will start the promotion tomorrow so get on the email list and you'll get the stuff Thanks, Megan. Bye. Bye, guys.